It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch, race fans. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Online at joeskarting.com. Fast-paced white knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Karting today. Do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing. Joe's Karting with a K, 23rd Avenue in Council Bluffs. Dirk, NASCAR Cup Series went to Worldwide Race Technology Raceway Park. I can never get the name of it right still. It was so much easier when it was Gateway. Yeah, Worldwide Technology Raceway. Uh, first time the Cup Series went there and seemed like a pretty interesting race from my perspective. Uh, give me kind of an oversight of what you saw. Well, I mean, for fans that have never watched Truck or Xfinity there, I've worked several races there. It's basically Darlington that's very flat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's set up the same way. The, the turns one and two are much narrower than three and four. Um, and it's got long shoots, you know, like a Martinsville or like Darlington. It's a mile and a quarter. Now, why they made this such a short race when everything else is so long, that I don't know. But that part I kind of liked. Yeah. You know, the race got over quick. Like um, 245 laps. Yeah, that sounds right. 300 miles, whatever it worked out to be. Yeah, but it yeah, ended that, up being 306 and a quarter. I think they went overtime by five laps. Yeah, they had a green-white checkered and uh, um, a couple tire issues, but they didn't blame the tire because they said it was uh, uh, that, like, Chase Briscoe leads the first, whatever, 15, 18 laps and cuts down a left rear. Mm-hmm. But they said that was something he ran over. So there was a couple of cars, like a couple of deals like that. Um, but good racing. I mean, a lot, a lot of side-by-side racing, definitely a two groove track and the, tra- the groove on the outside got wider and became the dominant groove. Um, Ford's kicked butt all weekend. They were fast in practice. They uh, had the front row. Ford ended up winning. Joey Logano was fastest in practice, fastest in the first two rounds of qualifying, and then really faded in the in the pole section of qualifying. I think he started seventh. But uh, you know, uh, I think it was a good race. Um, good again. The sellout crowd's very deceiving because. The stands weren't full. The main grandstand was probably 80% full, but the big grandstand in turn two was maybe 50%. You know, everybody said, uh, I've talked to a couple people today, you know, from the, from teams that, you know, truck teams mostly, but they were there over the weekend and they said it was a great event. It was fun to have Kenny Wallace back in the booth. Always like listening to the class clown. <laughs> uh, um. I was scared when I saw that Michael Waltrip was going to make his way back into the booth too. Yeah, that, that didn't please me too well, but having Kenny Wallace in there was, was interesting. I was surprised there was only 36 cars. I thought there'd be 37 or 38. So that kind of caught me by surprise, but Rick Ware racing hasn't been entering four cars the last few weeks, only been taking two to the track. So their budget must be down just a little bit, Hmm. Um, but he's got the Indy car running and all that kind of stuff. So he's spreading his money around a little bit. But yeah, I I think it was a good race. I don't know what the repercussions for poor Ross Chastain are going to be. His interview after the race was very interesting. If nobody's seen that, go over to a NASCAR page or 
or watch race hub or something that i suppose it's probably going to end up on youtube you'll be able to find it anywhere yeah Yeah, i watched it last night on youtube i almost thought he was going to start crying i i that's actually going to be my next question did you think he was going to start crying because he was obviously very upset with himself but you could hear it in his voice he was holding back the frustrated tears yeah his voice cracked a couple times oh yeah you'll hear that when when he's talking you know when he when he got into the real deep reflection and he said, well, you know, I made the mistake the first time and then we had some caution laps so I could reset and I went out and did it again. You know, he goes, I, I didn't have a problem in three and four. I just kept overdriving one and two. Yeah. You know, well, and the bad part when he got into Chase Elliott, that was coming out of four. So it was Denny Hamlin where he drove in too far into turn one mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, the guys in the booth said they looked at the telemetry and they said Hamlin jabbed his brakes a little bit. And uh, Ross Chastain originally thought he broke, but Denny Hamlin said he didn't touch the brakes. Nothing like that happened. Well, the telemetry doesn't lie. Yeah. And we've all heard Denny Hamlin spiel before. So, well, yeah. And it's a typical driver thing. You know, it they're going to plead innocent regardless <laughs> there well, is well, not pleading innocent right and i shouldn't say every driver i mean most drivers are going to plead innocent till they're blue in the face but you know ross owned it and mm-hmm. denny hamlin even said that well that's good that he owned it but he's still gonna have to learn his lesson on the track yeah well denny hamlin jacked him up all day long but he still came home with the top 10 finish right and are you surprised that Ross didn't do anything that when Denny wouldn't get around, wouldn't let him go by, just kept blocking him? I'm surprised NASCAR didn't do anything. <laughs> uh, they tried. They said, oh, they I radioed know. down and said, we feel your point has been delivered or something like that. Right. And Denny <laughs> just laughed. <laughs> yeah, he said, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised they didn't black flag Denny or something like that. But um, yeah, exactly. I, I really think they should have. Um, Chase, uh, Chase Elliott slapped him once in the left rear and drove on. That mm-hmm. was the end of his little retaliation. But Denny was at it all day. I mean, there are other racers that definitely would have just destroyed Hamlin. Yeah. It would have stuffed him so hard. You know. Well, and honestly, any, that's any a... season drive. Tony Stewart. Oh, oh Tony Stewart would have drove him into the pits. I, I think Tony Stewart would have wrecked him hard enough the first time. <laughs> you know, it would have been a, a Matt Kent Logano yeah. thing. Tony yeah. Stewart, but he didn't wreck him. He junked him. He junked him. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching that again, watching the replays last night, uh, just before bed. And, you know, a couple of times he doesn't let him by. I could see Ross just thinking, all right, you got your point across three, four times. Okay. Come on. Fifth time. Okay. Get the hell out of the way. I've got a top 10. I've got a race to go and finish. You got your point across. Now you're in the wall. Something like, I mean, that would have been my thought process, but I'm a, I'm a commentator on the sport, not a driver. And I don't think after NASCAR made their speech, I don't think they would have done anything about it. No, now they might've publicly said something, but behind the scenes, they'd have been okay with it. You know, Uh, um, speaking of this whole thing, Justin Marks, uh, Ross Chastain's car owner said, it's a very, very competitive sport and you fight for every single inch. The thing is that he's a newcomer in the top five and the established top five guys don't like that. There's a newcomer in there. I'm super, super proud of him. Well, I mean, what they say about Chase Elliott, he came in with pretty good success in his first couple of years. Yeah. You know, and, uh, was it Eddie I, Hamlin I wonder, that, that those two kind of had a back and forth about, uh, I, I don't know. I just, I wonder with, with Chase Elliott's deal, you know, like I said, 
he gave him a shot in the right rear and drove off. You know, never did anything again. They never got back close to each other or anything like that. I just wonder if Chase Elliott's dad called him because Bill Elliott never would have retaliated like that. Never. Yeah. I don't know. You know, that's the interesting part again about this whole sport. When there's a certain spot that dad has to step back and say, kids doing it right. Wouldn't have done it that way, but kids doing it right. Yeah. But, and he can also, you know, give him a phone call, you know, and talk to him and, you know, give him his point of view, you know, I mean, it's not like he's going to say, Chase, you you know, I'm, I'm taking your car keys for two weeks, you know, but uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Bill put a word in his ear. Yeah. And I know Rick Hendrick said, you know, why didn't you totally wreck him? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there'll be anything going forward from that, but there, you know, even though Hamlin has won half his race in Martinsville by punting people, he's still going to be, you know going out and think Ross deserves more than trying to jack him up. The fact that he couldn't jack him up probably what's got him more pissed off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I think what's going to happen moving forward is that Denny's not going to leave Ross any room. He's not going to cut him any slack. He's not going to give him a break. I don't think there's going to be any more retaliation. I think Denny got his point across. He'll dump him. He'll dump him at a short track. I don't, I don't think so. I, I think that it all got out at, at race at the worldwide raceway, Mr. Worldwide Universe. I don't know, whatever the racetrack is, the St. Louis <laughs> WWT race. WWT. I think he got it all out, but that's just my opinion. I, I don't think there'll be a retaliation. I think it's no. unless something else happens further down the line. But I think I think this situation is is settled, but time will tell. Yeah, I, I think Danny, I think Danny will dump him at a short track somewhere. And he could even do it coming up here at the road course to Sonoma. He might get yeah. the retaliation out of the way right away if he's in the spot to do it and if it means something. Yeah. He's not going to go out on the third lap and spin him out. No, and, and the other thing, I guess kind of just echoing again, I, I get you dis- you're, you're kind of disagreeing with it, but just I, I think that if they happen to bump at a road course or a short track coming up, then Danny's going to immediately go and say, that's it. You had your chance to race me clean. You didn't. Now you're in the wall. Or you're you're spun out in the grass or whatever. No, I'm just telling you, if they're running first and second at the end of the first stage and Hamlin has a chance to dump him to take the stage win, it'll happen. I guarantee it. You know. But he's not if they're running for twenty third and twenty fourth, he's not gonna dump him. Yeah. He's gonna mean it's gonna mean something. You know, it's gonna hurt Ross when he dumps him. Yeah. That's and again, that the, I think the situation with Matt Kenseth and Joey Logano was such a perfect scenario because Matt was already out of the race. They weren't racing for a top five. Matt was done out of the race several laps down, and he decided well, that was a good time to make sure Joey doesn't get into the next round. Well, Danny Hamlin was, th- I think, three laps down when he started his crowd. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's know, to echo your point. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like they're in the playoffs right now where it, w- where it would really mean something. I mean, Logano took Kenseth out of the playoffs, so Kenseth took Logano out. That's yeah. an eye for nine. Yep, exactly. All right, moving on. Joey Logano's car passed tech inspection just fine, so he is officially the winner of the uh, race at St. Louis <laughs> Worldwide Technology Raceway. What was it? The Illinois 300? Yeah. Enjoy Illinois 300. The only other piece of news really we've got to talk about is Martin Truex Jr. said he is unsure of his future plans. He made his 600th Cup Series start Sunday at Worldwide Technology Raceway in St. Louis. The 2017 Cup Series champion has had success 
at St. Louis at the racetrack, winning the Xfinity Series race uh, back in 04. Uh, he says uh, he was asked about his contract with Joe Gibbs Racing, and he said, I think about it every day, uh, working on it. I should have something soon, but nothing yet. Do you expect Joe Gibbs Racing to re-sign Martin Trex Jr.? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't I... see why they wouldn't either. Well, and it just depends if he wants to stay, because as we both know, the sport, for whatever reason, seems to revolve around three-year contracts. Mm -hmm. And if he's thinking about retiring now, I don't think he's going to want to sign a three-year contract. Yeah. But they've also got Kyle Busch on the blocks, too. Mm -hmm. I don't think they can stand to lose two drivers. They got, they'll bring up Ty Gibbs if they lose one. I, I'm pretty certain of that. But... Uh, I don't see why or why they would want to even take a chance of losing two drivers. I completely agree with you. I think that's too much change. And and we've seen teams that have, have switched two or three drivers within a couple of years and have struggled to maintain their success rate. It just takes two, three. Most of the time, it takes two or three years when you get into the Cup Series to get your footing and to figure figure out the the racing and, and get your talent up to that level. There's some phenoms out there that, that just seem to hit the ground running. You know, Zane Smith, for example, out of the truck series, ran a heck of a race. Yes, they got a top 20. Mm -hmm. His first cup start, stayed out of trouble. So ran all the laps, just what you're supposed to do in your first 10 starts, you know, is, is lap seat time. So, you know, he jumped in for Chris Buescher. Now, why originally they talked about Chris Buescher and some type of uh, concussion protocol, but then yesterday during the race, they said it was COVID protocol. Yeah, that well, that's what I saw was that he had he came down with COVID. That was the first article I saw. Okay, because I thought when they orig originally mentioned it, it was concussion protocol from his flip last mm. week. Mm. You know, which made perfect sense. He got his bell rung. Right. You know. Mm -hmm. But you know, if it was COVID, that that was I hadn't read that, that when they talked about the race. That was the first time I heard it. So. Mm -hmm. Well, you crash a stock car and you roll at 180 miles an hour and you come down with COVID. Well, that's why I haven't got it. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't bumped your noggin hard enough. <laughs> Evidently. Well, that's pretty much going to do it for the news today. The only other thing we got is, did you get to watch the video of the uh, bus races? I didn't see one of this year's. I saw Roger's post today where they had one of the buses on the hook, hauling it out. <laughs> yeah, his caption was... Uh, this is what you get when you let Jordan Grabowski drive your equipment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jordan's a little rough on those, uh, on those buses, but put on a good show. I, I thumbed, I was scrolling by it. Uh, oh, here we go. Here's another one. Yeah. I just got put out about an, uh, at about uh, four 30 on Monday afternoon. So I'll share this out on the front stretch, but man, that was fun to watch. That was a lot of fun to call. And they are, Roger did confirm they are going to be doing the, bus demo derby i'd heard a rumor that they have 11 buses right now i don't know if that's true and roger wouldn't tell me the date that they're going to do it he said we still got some schedule we got to figure out but what we're definitely doing it so that's the other one i was like he must have bought stock in a bus company or something because <laughs> i mean I, I don't think there's a bunch of guys that are out buying school buses to run the demo derby no i haven't read a whole bunch about Harlan yet. Uh, I've seen a bunch of really good stuff from them. A lot of drivers uh, got up when I was sitting at the bar Sunday and, and Sunday morning uh, after uh, or before I went out to work. They um, 
I, I saw a ton of just great, great reviews from it said the track was racy. It was quick. I think they were done by 10. They had 80, right around 80 cars. So it was a, it was a good car count. Um, Probably better than they've had for a long time. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I didn't expect it to be, but I just hadn't seen a whole lot. I didn't yeah. expect the news out of the deal. I just didn't see a whole lot about it. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I everything saw plenty, I saw was good. I saw plenty of stuff from the Thursday, Friday, Saturday swing for the SLMR. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and uh, I, I don't know if uh, we were down a few cars at Eagle. I don't know if some of them went over there to go try that car, that track out for the first time. But uh, we were down a little bit at Eagle. I think we only had, we had a C feature in the sport mods and we had three B features, nothing in the stock cars and modifieds, 24 late models, 16 sport compacts, 17 hobby stocks, 11 modifieds, 20 stock cars and 15 modifieds. You said 11 modifieds and 15 modifieds now. 11 sport modifieds and 15 modifieds. Well, if those numbers add up to a lot more than 80 cars. But I can't even remember the last time I ever saw a race where there was more modifieds than sport modifieds. Right. I agree. It's been a while. And, and apparently like that. Mike Nichols had a little bit of an issue. I read his post. This is regarding the sport mod. And forgive me that I'm reading this off the, off the cuff and you know how that goes. Yep. Mike says, took the lead early and had a sizable lead when we broke the right front tie rod coming out of turn four for the checkers. Then we hit the wall. I stayed on the gas and crossed the checkered in first place. The car was damaged pretty good, so a wrecker grabbed me and took me to tech. There, I was told from the tech official that we were DQ'd because I didn't cross the scale under my own power. Hmm. Now... I'm not sure what the IMCA rule says on that, but that could very well be. Yeah, I would just suggest you guys go and read this because we I could read the whole post and I'd probably read it poorly and get confused and it'd just be a lot easier just if you guys just went and read it yourself. I'll share it out on, I, I don't know. Should I share it out on the front stretch page? I don't like sharing out negativity like that, but it's then again, it's Mike Nichols and it's not really negative. It's just he explained his side of it and I think he did it. In a very classy it's way. It's pertinent. It's pertinent information. I'd share it out. Okay. I'll share it out. So it's out there on the front stretch Facebook page. That's pretty much going to do it for us today. I don't have any other news, any other headlines, and we weren't able to get an interview. So we apologize for that. We will get back at it uh, on. Um, we'll get back at it uh, for Thursday's show. We'll get you some interviews lined up. Well, yeah, it's not like we're not trying to get interviews. People right. believe me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you send out, you know, it's like Dan and I were talking before we started the recording. I love using Messenger trying to line up interviews. And almost all the racers are on Facebook as part of their social media platform. Mm-hmm. And you have no idea the amount of people that I have contacted that I can go in Messenger and see that they read my message and my question and my request for an interview mm-hmm. and just flat, flat don't respond. Yeah, it you know we did this with the World of Wheels. Uh, we were a little bit short on interviews for the World of Wheels because for the first two or three weeks we knew we were going to be there. We told everyone, just you want to come on the show, come on the show, reach out to us. We'll get you scheduled on the show. We'll get you a time to come out and hang out with us. And I think that week leading up to it, we had three interviews. So you and I went to work and we scheduled a bunch of other ones. But it's, you know, I, I oftentimes get criticized and for specifically, I got criticized again on Saturday night for having, for having Adam Golian on the show 
uh, during the race saver nationals last fall. And I'll say again, Adam Golian asked me to come on the show. So he was on the show and that interview is our best performing interview to date. It beats Joe Kaziski announcing IED Speedway was going to stay open for the 2022 season. It beats the tremendous interview with uh, Tyler Drukey for the third night of the race saver nationals. Uh, it, it beats out all of the interviews. I just looked at the stats over the uh, yesterday when I was still pissed off because I got more crap for having Adam Gullion on the show. Adam has to be on the show. You want to come on the show? You want to do an interview? Come on the show. Answer Dirk's interviews. Answer or answer Dirk's messages. It's not that hard. <laughs> this isn't an exclusive even club by you, any means. Even if you don't want to be on the show, you know. Yeah. Just write me a message back. Say your show sucks. I don't want to talk to you guys. That's okay. <laughs> You're allowed to say that. You've got your opinion. Yeah. I had a, I had a, a big chat with uh, Brad Deary on Saturday. Yeah, he was a little upset. You know, and, uh, you know, we had a nice conversation. Nobody yelled at each other. There wasn't no typing in caps or anything. You know, <laughs> somebody made a post. Well, it's actually, as it turns out, it was his mother posted his race on, uh, I, on uh, from I-80 on Friday night. Yeah, he and, was a... Him and him and uh, I don't know Kurt if it was Drake. Kurt Drake or Tim Drake. I think it was Kurt. I think they got into a wreck going into turn number one, and it was announced that it looked like maybe Brad didn't lift. I just watched the video today before we recorded, and in my honest opinion, Kurt forgot to leave the lane open on the top side. Yeah, and see, I've I've got word from the regulars at the track that I know that I can talk to on everything. I look at it and I don't think. Uh, or I think Kurt left the lane. You think he did? Yeah. But yeah. again, it's a bad angle. Yeah. You know, but I, I always sat up in turn one. Uh, yeah. Towards turn one in the top of the stands, or sometimes I'd be over in Kelly's booth, which is right up on the top row and right next to the main grandstand. And uh, I know what it should look like from up there. I don't see Kurt. It doesn't look to me like he moves to the right. I think there was a lane there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he saw my post and he contacted me and we talked about it. You know, I, uh, I thought it was interesting. Um, cause I haven't talked to you about this all weekend, but <laughs> he actually told me, and I've still got the post on messenger that I think I do. I don't think I deleted it yet, but he actually told me that he knows neither I nor my partner on the show likes him very much. <laughs> I say he hi did. to him every time at the racetrack. <laughs> I, I, I told him, I said, what are you talking about? I said, I don't recall us ever saying a bad word about you. Yeah, that's strange. Somewhere down the road we did. Huh. I got no idea. Well, we've had Brad on the show, haven't we? I know we have. Yeah, yeah I, we had him for a track championship, if I'm not mistaken. Didn't he come to the World of Wheels and do an interview with us? Uh, he didn't this year, I know, but he might have in the past. So listen, if you guys, if you want on the show, obviously we prefer to have an active racer. I mean, they usually have a little more to say, but, uh, you know, if you've retired in the last couple of years and you want to give us opinion, you know, on what you think's going on with racing, if you're on a crew and we do this with a zoom call. So if you want to if you're the crew chief for the guy and you want to tie him down to the chair and grab a couple beers and come on a Zoom call with us, you can set your phone right there on the table. We can talk to two, three people at once. You know, we will yeah. talk to you. 
And, um, and there's also, if you work with us ahead of time, I can bring the portable recording equipment out with me to Eagle and, or I-80 and get Dirk out there. And we can do an interview at the racetrack. So there's, we're not limited. If you don't know Zoom, you're uncomfortable with it, whatever, we can work with you on that. You know, but if we're going to do that, we usually have to try and work around the noise. So, yeah, you know, yeah. usually I have to get there kind of early. And, and that's just the way it is. I mean, we found out the hard way at, you know, at a cup race or something like that when we're doing an interview and somebody fires up an engine within a hundred yards of you, it'll kill our recording. Right. So it, it just overpowers the audio and you can't hear anything, which still just annoys me that we, that was such a good interview. <laughs> that one with Travis Quapple and, yeah. and like three garages down, somebody fired up their uh, a generator with a cooling system on it mm -hmm. and it just killed our interview. And it was a great interview. It was so good. And his kid now is kicking butt. He's driving for Dale Earnhardt and kicking butt. Awesome. All right. Long story short, come on the show. We'd love to have you. There's even if I don't like you, you're welcome to come on the show. I, I will give you the platform. Come and come on the show. And, you know, I, we talked about it a little bit privately. It, it touched on a little bit. We just talked with BJ McLeod. We were down at Kansas Speedway and I told you when we booked it, I said, there's, there's something, I don't remember what it is. I don't like that guy. And I put it aside. I did a research on the interview. We stood in the trailer and we did it. And I left there. And I think I said, as we were walking away, okay, I like him. <laughs> that was a great interview. So well, it, I asked you, I asked you beforehand, I said, what do you do? And you go, I don't know. I can't remember, but <laughs> I don't like him. And we came out and you said, that's not the guy I don't like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I have no idea who you were thinking of, but and, uh, sadly, neither do I. <laughs> I still can't think of it, but, but I, I went into that interview thinking, I don't like this guy. He's arrogant. He's this, he's that, yada, yada, yada. And we, we're two minutes into the interview and I'm like, okay, I, I've got him confused with somebody else. Cause that was, he was just a great conversation. And so Brad, you're always welcome on the show. Always welcome on the show. Well, uh, shouldn't say always. <laughs> I mean, if you come on the show and piss us off, which a couple of people have, and they're not welcome on the show anymore, but um, we'll give you, we'll give you a fair shake. But anyways, let's wrap it up for today. Like I said, no interview in turn number two. We apologize for that. Make sure you head down to Quaker Steak and Lube this Thursday for classic car cruising and all the great food sites and sounds. You're definitely going to enjoy it. I promise you Wednesday looks like there might be some showers late evening, but stay uh, in touch with the Quaker Steak and Lube Facebook page to let you know if classic car cruising gets canceled. It's every Thursday and dollar is it dollar 25 wing night now. Um, I'm not sure. I have not been over there um, for the classic cars yet on Thursday. So I don't know what they've changed that to. I know they dropped their prices on their, what like their eight piece and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm trying to find that post, but dollar bone in wings every Tuesday. And then, by the way, they're hiring for a bunch of positions. If you guys, if anybody needs a job, uh, tire cracker is back in stock. Here we go. Yeah, all of their combo wings. A spinster is down to $7.99. A single bucket is down to $14.99. Super single is $22.99. And a compact bucket is $29.99. By the way, I hate the name of those because a, a single is 10 wings. So anyways, get over to Quaker Steak and Lube, the official watering hole of the front stretch. For Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. We'll be back on Thursday with another episode. Thanks everybody for listening. 
every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you White Knuckle Racing by the River bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information. The official watering hole of the front stretch has you covered any day of the week with the best wings, great burgers, and amazing steaks. Each weekday from 4 to 6 is happy hour, featuring dollar off draft and well drinks plus $4 Luberitas. Mondays are kids night. Tuesdays are all-you-can-eat wings for $12.95, and the lube even delivers to the Council Bluffs area. Like Quaker Steak and Lube Council Bluffs on Facebook for a full list of weekly events. Get to Quaker Steak and Lube. Mid-America Drive, Council Bluffs. Hey guys, Dan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. I've been talking about a hard drive upgrade on the podcast for quite a long time, and here's a little more detail behind it. Older laptops, older computers, maybe four or five years old, the hard drives that came with them just simply were not built for Windows 10. A new hard drive from Tailored Computers and Repair will breathe brand new life into your laptop and computer. Not only will it make it faster, but it will make your laptop battery last longer and it will run cooler, which will also help the battery last a lot longer. Not only does your computer or laptop get even faster, but all of your files, settings, pictures, everything is exactly where you left it. Within about a day, maybe two days, you're gonna get your same computer back but it's gonna run faster, cooler, and the battery's gonna last longer on laptops. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641. Find out what a hard drive upgrade can do for your computer and get some valuable time back. 402-659-5641. 